This whole fiasco at the Academy Awards with Will and Jada Smith has everybody talking, mainly talking about the parts of it that were a trigger for them, right? They're sharing their opinion, pushing the narrative that they feel needs attention or that fits their agenda on their platform. And I think that's what keeps the conversation going because people are talking about everything like violence, respect, their marriage, toxicity, race, the protection of women, and other people are even talking about a woman's ability to speak for herself. In all of this chatter, one of the thoughts this whole thing sparked for me was that it reinforced the fact that your circle matters, especially during adversity. And as we saw, even more intensely during your peak moments. Let's talk about it. The Fields Effect. What's funny is the episode that I released a few days before the Academy Awards, I think it was three or four days before, that episode was all about decisions and the regret that we end up feeling when it's too late. I can't make this up. The timing of that release was crazy, but I'm glad I released it before all of the chatter so that it held its original meaning and people were actually able, you know, to receive it and hear it because that content is so important. It's something you can literally base an entire platform on because your decisions matter. And that message just has to get across. You can't say that enough. When we look at the individual parts of our lives, we can find all of those components weave through all of it. Our choices, our decisions, the fallout, all of that contributes to our current situation or where we are in life right now today. And I know we don't like hearing that, but if we sit on that for a second, just think about this. Whether you're soaring and have everything your mind could have ever imagined, like everything you dreamed of, you have it. Or whether you're feeling cheated out of opportunities, relationships, experiences, you can trace a lot of that back to your actual decisions. And some of those may have been made in very impulsive moments, right? We've all been here. We talked about that last time. I've said this on other podcasts, and I say this in my home all of the time. Everything matters. I can't say it enough. Everything you say everything you do, every decision you make, it matters because every action or reaction moves that needle one way or another, whether you realize it or not, whether you intend it or not. And this recent event, this is a prime example of this because we don't even have visibility on what the consequences are going to be for Will, not yet, because it's way too early. And I want to be clear, I'm not just referring to his professional career because there are personal consequences here. There's a personal component. So we're going to have to watch this unfold to see what happens, keeping in mind that we only know the public parts of it. All of the speculation we're making around his personal life, unless we're directly on the inside and part of that dialogue, it's speculation based on limited information. So we have to wait and see how this thing shakes out big picture for him. I say all this to say what this really brought up for me was who is in his circle, his corner, who's around him. Those were my thoughts. 
But it sparked another thought, which is who is in our circle? Because as powerful and as confident or as certain that we believe we are in our beliefs and in our values, the people in our circle, when given enough of a platform, can end up having influence over us in a way that can be very subtle and unsuspecting, so much so that we don't even realize it's happening, but it's enough to spark thoughts. And when I say circle, I mean the people we give the most airtime to, meaning the people that we interact with the most, because those are the ones that get the opportunity to motivate you, to inspire you, to confuse you, to raise your standards or to lower them. That's a lot of opportunity right there. And we distribute that every day, every time we provide them access, whether it's in person, on the phone, text, email, whatever it is. And as I'm talking, you're probably thinking about your colleagues or your business partners because that may be who you spend the majority of your day with. And I get that. But you might have to look a little closer because our guard is typically down when we're around our closest people. I remember about four or five months into the pandemic, I think it was four or five months, I started taking inventory of my relationships. I mean, all of them, friends, family, business relationships, everything. I started with the ones that I had the most interaction with, but I evaluated each one. I looked at the time I give them, the investments I make into them, the energy they require, the resources I extended, and then I looked at what that return looks like. Because crazy thing is, before the pandemic, I wasn't paying attention to the ROI. I was moving around so much. I was traveling. I was working. I never took the time to actively evaluate what's what within my relationships. Unless, of course, there was an issue, which is the most common point that we look at things like that, right? When something goes wrong, that's when we want to crack it open. But when everything slowed down and I couldn't travel and I wasn't socializing in the same way, all of the sudden, certain behaviors and certain conversations stood out. And I started paying attention, closer attention to who I was allowing access to and what they were doing to my energy. Who was consuming my time? And what influences was I allowing in? I paid attention to every single interaction. That's why I'm drilling this point in. If it felt stagnant, if it felt one-sided, or if I, if I was left feeling drained or frustrated, I clipped it. And I restructured those relationships and I minimized access. I did. I reevaluated my overall investment in all of them. Conversely, if I felt inspired or enlightened, if I felt exposed to a new concept, if there was a mutual exchange of ideas, support, resources, I fed it. I gave those relationships more time because my desire to engage in stagnant conversation, it started to diminish. My thought was, one of us has to be growing. Otherwise, we're both just doing each other a disservice and we should probably be talking to someone else. Those were my thoughts. And let me be clear, that doesn't mean I don't care for them or their well-being. Not at all. I want the best for everyone that's in my network. That's not what this is about. What had to change 
was the value that I placed on my time and the way that I interacted. The change was internal. I remember one time I was telling someone about my frustrations within one of my relationships and they said to me, that's your fault. If you know me, you know what my face looked like. At the time, I wasn't completely prepared to hear that, but it sat in my belly. I let it sit there and I started to understand what they were saying. They were telling me that I decide how people interact with me and what exchanges are made and what access they have and how that feeds the goals, whatever they are. So by making this tweak or this adjustment, I was able to work on myself. I focused on developing my vision for my life, my goals, and removing the barriers that were between where I am and where I'm going because I minimized the confusion and the chaos that came from some of those relationships, I was able to hear now with clarity what I needed to do for myself, where I needed to develop, what I needed to shift, what I needed to change. And that made a big difference. It made a huge difference in my life. So when we talk about your circle, it's so important because these people that are in our circle, they can either lift us up or drop us to the ground. Like, have you ever spent time with someone that made a conscious effort to be positive all the time, where every situation they were solution-oriented, as opposed to saying, the sky is falling every time something challenging occurs? These people take responsibility for their lives. They take responsibility for their desired outcomes because they're proactive, they're focused, and they're usually action-oriented go-getters, so they're constantly in motion. The energy that these relationships give us, it's empowering. It elevates our thoughts. It shifts us from focusing on unnecessary distractions to focusing on the bigger picture, what we want to accomplish. Let me give you an example. I'm not super athletic. I'm not a natural-born athlete by any stretch, but I use this example all of the time. Picture this, I live in a house with runners. I'm clearly not one, but every morning they all meet in the living room to go out on a run and they ask me each time, do you want to come? Happily, I decline because it's not my thing, right? I'm sitting here with my coffee, laying on the couch, watching exercise videos on my phone, making fake plans. But as time goes by, I'm watching. They consistently get up every morning to go out and run. They have this amazing camaraderie. They come back every day. They sit around talking about the run, the food they're eating, how they feel. They're healthy. They're happy. You know what's going to happen? Eventually, I'm going to lace up because I'm going to be inspired. I'm going to want to be healthier. I'm going to be attracted to that light, that positivity, that happiness, that camaraderie. And it's more than just wanting to be a part of the pack. It will actually be triggering something inside of me to try something new, to push myself physically so that I can experience my own personal growth on my own, but with the support of a network of people working for a common goal. So look at the other side of that coin. What happens when it's the opposite? When you're surrounded by people that don't take personal responsibility for their actions, that thrive in chaos. 
These people tend to deplete your energy. They're typically not coming from a solution-oriented perspective. Instead, they make everything more challenging, confusing, and they create unnecessary drama for you. These people tend to be the hole in your boat. That's what I'd like to say. Let me tell you why I use this reference. When I was 12, my friend and I took a laser boat out into the ocean to go have some fun. We got out of the harbor just fine. We're out in the ocean. We're deciding, you know, we're going to tip the boat, see who falls off, who can stay on, right? Kid stuff. After a while, we start making our way back into the harbor. Halfway to our parking spot, the boat started sinking and we started freaking out. And it wasn't going all the way down, but we saw it lowering into the water. Remember, we're only 12. So my girlfriend's dad spots us and pulls the boat in somehow. As soon as he lifted me out of the boat, the back of the boat started to go under. What we found out afterwards was that someone had borrowed the plug, but they never told us. So the whole time we're out there having fun, the boat's filling up with water. Now watch this. We had enough time to go out to have some fun, but we couldn't make it back into the harbor before the boat started to sink. Now think about this. I relate this pulling of the plug to your circle and who you surround yourself with. The people you allow in your circle can either provide opportunities, exposure, stability, and contribute to your growth as a person, or they can be the person that pulled that plug, providing confusion, distractions, barriers that fill your head with so much water that it starts sinking your goals and your future. That's why I started off talking about the scene at the Academy Awards and why I wondered who Will had in his circle. Because we're all going to go through adversity. We all are. We're all going to be tested. We will all face disappointments and challenges. That's life. But the people in our circle, the people we allow access to, they can potentially be the difference in our trying times, between us making a solid decision or us making a decision that can cause long-lasting damage. The people in our circle, in our most vulnerable and most exposed times, those people have the potential to influence our behavior for the better or the worse. And this is why I didn't get caught up in each individual angle of that event, but I focused on what I could learn from it. So as you sit in someone's inner circle, take the time to take inventory of your own contribution, the value you can provide. Because as we look at ourselves and what we need to feed our own development, enhance our future and execute on our goals, we also wanna be giving back to others in the same way. I'm Kimberly Fields, thanks for listening. For more of The Fields Effect, check us out at thefieldseffect.com or connect with us on Instagram at The Fields Effect. Guys, click the follow button and lock in with us because sometimes looking at a situation from a different lens can change your whole experience. I'm Kimberly Fields. Thanks for listening.